Alrighty, so uh, here is my our little thing. Uh, this is uh, Black in the Bay. Welcome. My name is Reg Clay. We've hey. got in house. <laughs> All right, this is Black in the Bay. Hi. This is a podcast where we explore social, political, and philosophical issues through the African American lens. We'll hit some current events, have some fun, and get deep on some far-reaching issues. We invite everybody to listen. You don't have to be black to listen. Honest, you don't. But if you have a black friend, relative, or loved one, and we're curious about the black perspective, it's time to put on your headphones or you're checking us out uh, via the video, via Zoom, and uh, check us out, Black in the Bay. And black we have a fantastic guest. Yeah. We've got Jamila Mitchell. Jamila, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, we're talking about sisters, and, uh, you know, I guess you're our – hopefully we'll have other people join, but it may just be you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, let's see. Well, I am an uh, artist. Um, I'm an um, actor full-time. So by Instagram, it's Jamila Asha, Jamila underscore Asha. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we're all waiting for Hollywood to open back up. Um, but in the meantime, you know, everybody's just at home. So actually what I was doing earlier was, um, just proofreading a, a play that I'm going to, um, that I'm about to submit to a, a contest. So, you know, um, so that's what I'm doing. So I'm an actor, writer, uh, at that, at right now, that's about it. That is what I am. I am an actor, full-time writer. So uh, right on. Are you are you getting the 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 AFTRA? What's that money that that people been getting? This check for like a settlement check that people were getting like uh, for the uh, COVID situation. Oh, it's, I know like a, my, it's like a stimulus check for SAG yes, AFTRA. Yeah, I know my my musician guys are getting an uh, AFTRA some kind of AFTRA check, but what I, about the actors? Really good to know. Well, when it when it broke and um, everybody, I mean, when the decision came down that um, everybody was going to, you know, have to stay at home, mm-hmm. I certainly applied, and I've checked back twice since then, and there's been no reply. But it's so I just thought, okay, maybe they, you know, like ran out of funds or I don't know. But now that I clearly hear that it's being received. Right. Um, you know, I'll have to go and check back because I actually did get a chance to, to speak to actual people. Because um, you know how, you know, that whole with like EDD, you know, it's like a automated system. Yeah. But no, they're actually available. So, yes, I did apply for the sag after fund. Um, and nope, have not. Cool. I mean, I've been getting the like pandemic stimulus like, you know, everybody else. Right. But, um. Yeah, that'd be something to check up on because uh, I had a sister. She's not involved in the arts at all, but you know there were you know there's some folks who are getting stimulus checks. There's some folks who aren't, and I imagine you know maybe there's some. I know that uh, the IRS they've been very. I, I don't know. I, I think everyone, including SAG, after a short staff. So, but obviously, yeah. I, I think that would be something to follow up on because obviously well, you deserve it. You know, all, all, application. That's <laughs> so glad I'm on this call. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's cool to hear that you're an artist as well. I've been submitting um, plays as well. I'm a playwright as well. And I had a reading uh, about two weeks ago on uh, my uh, play. It's a sort of a take on Virtual Bricks, um, Fear and Misery in the Third Reich, uh, but, ba- but applying it to Trump. And pl- I had an I had a in- um, interview 
with um, a group called um, Bindlestiff Studios. And so they're going to be sponsoring my next one act play. So all of us, oh. all of us are putting our stuff in. You know, I, I think of us artists, whether it be musicians or uh, writers, singers or whatever, we put ourselves out in the universe and we see who will collect it and, uh, you know, what 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 will happen so yeah, yeah so you know, i'm sorry go ahead will sorry no i was just gonna say i mean what do you think of this time right now creatively me uh oof. it's a lot of material it's mm. a lot it's a lot of material i mean you know one part of it is i mean especially being an um, actor what the hell is everybody doing but sitting at home watching tv <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? So, so the demand for new content, you know, was definitely there and it's definitely yeah. going to be there for years to come. Um, and with that, now that everybody's all woke, you know, I, I, I hate to be all cynical, you know, I, but. I love, but the air, I love the air quotes. Bruh, but I'm down here. You know, I mean, it's it's a very different culture from the Bay. It's a very different culture. You're in right. LA. You're in LA, Jamila. Yeah, I'm in LA proper. Um, so the mentality is really, really interesting. It's it's not Ooh. like the Bay. It's not like San Francisco, where it's 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 very small. Like the Bay is more like a suburby, but it's still kind of small and like neighborhoody. Yeah real spread out but it has a it, it's just like san francisco it's a transplant city so it's got these these dense subcultures really really dense subcultures when it comes to that camera though very very interesting so i'm trying not to be skeptical so and and i hear you know these, these platforms and and I, I see these platforms black lives matter we stand for blah 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 right and, yeah, i've been on black and white stages you know, I, mm -hmm. I have been on black sound stages where, you know, it's a black show because everybody above and below the line are all black. Mm. You know, I've been, you know, a while ago, like one back, one background person of color. Wow. In a whole, you know, on a whole set, you know, and like maybe two in the crew. I mean, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so yeah. I wonder if this is going to, cause you know, we've been, I've been seeing people saying, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to start opening up for more African-Americans to, to, to do, you know, in whatever industry you're in. So I'm wondering about Hollywood is Hollywood going to really make a push to, to pivot to making more, um, to hiring more folks, you know? Yeah. I was thinking okay, about, I was, I was Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. So I was going to put some sunshine on it, if I may. Um, put some hope on it. Because mm -hmm. that's all I have. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's, that's what, you know, we have. It's this wait and, wait and see, you know. So number one, you know, we know that the thirst for, con for content, you know, is definitely going to be there because people are watching everything and they're going to run out of stuff. You know, there's going you know, to be a need for more, for more material. Right. I am hoping that this also means more people of color, you know, specifically black people, you know, since we see all, all these awesome, like, you know, black shows, 
will be included more, not just above the line, but below the line. Right. You know, so, so I'm looking forward to there being more jobs available for us. Oh. Um, and and, and I, hate, I hate to say it so blatantly like that, but I mean, it's a, you know, I'm, I'm certainly working and, you know, trying to get cast myself. So that's just on the real. But I'd always take people back to remember when the brilliant Issa Rae on the, you know, red, red carpet, you know, mm. it's like, oh, this was a while ago, you know, some, some, somebody was like, oh, you know, hey, you know, what, what are you, who are you, who, who are you voting for? And she was just like, everybody black. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, I was going to mention. Fire. Yeah, I was going to mention. You know, there's Issa Rae. There's also, I mean, there are tons of uh, black men like Jordan Peele and um, Bo Boots Riley, and um, they, they, I, I'm seeing sort of a black renaissance of film. Now, maybe those right. are just the folks who are at the top of the crust, and there's still a bunch of other folks trying to fight in. But yeah. I get that feeling. And they're still fighting. They're still yeah. fighting. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So do you think there's a newer renaissance, sort of the same thing that what happened in the 90s with uh, Spike Lee in the 80s, with Spike Lee and Reginald Hudlin and um, uh, what's that kid uh, who did Straight Out of Brooklyn? Um, Matty, Matty just, Rich. Yeah, yeah, Matty Rich, yeah. John Singleton, of course. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel that way, Jamila, or do you feel, you know, we've got a little taste, but there's still more to do? Jamila, you there? Uh oh. Okay, maybe she'll pop back in. Welcome to welcome to technology, folks. Um, I, I know I did. I did hear a weird crash. I, yeah, I heard a crash too, and her. I see her mic is out. But in any um, case, yeah. Um, so, what do you think, Will? I mean, do you think that we're entering a newer renaissance? Um, we there? Yeah. Oh. Oh, there, oh, there you, you are. Go. Yeah, Jamila. <laughs> did you hear the question? I can repeat it. Yeah. And I was like, how, uh, "Wait, how can we?" <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, I think I think the powers that be got into your system. Um, what I was going to say was a simple sentence. Um, you asked, "Do I think that what more more POCs are going to uh, do? I think that there's going to be like an, another black renaissance." The proof is in the pudding. Mm. It hasn't opened yet. Yeah. So until contracts start flowing, this is just a. Uh, assumption right you know yeah. because right now and, and 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 you know maybe you know some like big name working director if like they were on here with you or some you know big time actor if they were on here with you they could be like oh yeah I'm the contracts are flowing in oh my god right That's me right now mm -hmm. so um so you know all I can say is we we will see but, but see, this, this also brings into a question about what we were just talking about. We were saying that this could pop possibly create a renaissance for so. black, black directors, black producers. So my thing is, instead of trying to wait on those folks, why don't we, <laughs> you know, the, 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 you know, encompassing all of we, decide to correct creating media for us? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because mm -hmm. I see Boots Riley doing stuff. I'm like, Boots. Are you hiring a black, you know, uh, script supervisor? Are you hiring a black, you know, production coordinator? Like, who who are these folks that are doing media that could supply jobs for black for African Americans? You know. Yeah, and also who's getting the you know because it's you know everything is powered by money. So, you know, who are getting the loans or you know who are the angels who are you know supplying right. 
you know, Boots Riley or um, who's the individual who did um, blue um, blind blind spotting? I, f- I forget who did that. Oh yeah, uh, from Berkeley High. Um, I just saw him in Wonder. Um, damn, who is it? Yeah. Who is it? That, uh, I wish I was of help. I'm Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton. Yeah. He was, yeah. He, he was in Hamilton. He was in Wonder. He was in a bunch of. But like you know, all those guys like uh, yeah Barry Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, who did Moonlight? You know, like all these guys. I feel like uh, this is their time. This this could be a time where they can get that that money, and then to start developing these projects and really bringing people folks in. You know. Yeah. You know. You know what I'm hoping though. I'm hoping that there's another thing that I'm. There's another way of thinking. I, I don't. I'm, for lack of eloquence, that I'm hoping has been disrupted. And that is, Mm. should there be a Black person or a person of color that, you know, could be, can be granted these, you know, productions and these fundings, it's a handful, you know? And they always go back to that one handful. And there's like a whole bunch of us. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? So, I mean, you know, really talented people, I sincerely hope that they continue to continue to produce and, you know, to get, um, to, you know, produce more. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. And oh. I really, really hope that a lot of us other people, you know, can have a chance. You know, and, and I, mean, I mean, I see it, I see it, you know, I see it on Hulu's platform, Netflix platform. Actors Equity, whoo, which is a huge thing. I'm like looking at their um, emails and they're like, you know, we, you know, take diversity seriously. Bruh, right. I've been to those calls. Right. I've been to those flipping calls, you know, and I'm praying that they see outside of their white casting for particular characters. And I'm praying that they take a chance, right. you know and choose a person of color again putting a positive spin on it (laughs) i'm hoping i'm hoping that black voices and poc voices really do have spaces to to be heard and to be seen um well, my thing is about this too, and, and speaking of that, we were talking about David Diggs. That's that's the guy who was who did uh, Blind Spotting. Um, did you Google that? David Diggs. No, no um, I was. Did, did you oh, Google it? Oh. Yes, I did Google it. Ah, <laughs> uh, there um, you go. So I think what's happening right now is even a little bit scary because I think there's sort of this marketing thing that everyone's using for the Black Lives Matter movement, which could be a little destructive because okay. it's like it's like saying uh uh what's that what well, gluten-free you know yeah so, it's, it's, so black lives matter is, is the new gluten-free yeah it's, it's it's almost like a pepsi logo or something like that like people just slap it on and they don't even realize you know what it's 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 a fad and you wonder yes. can it go beyond the, the fad and see that right. that that's just it nobody knows Nobody knows. And like this, this conversation we're having here is the same conversation that's happening on um, NPR. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, listening and, 
you know, there's all this speculation. Hey, how long do you think this is going to last? How long do you think this is going to, you know, and nobody really knows. Um, right. And, you know, rightfully so, what I hear is a lot of skepticism. So. I, I have a, I have a uh, sort of an abstract question. It's something that I, we brought up when we did the George Floyd special, because I do wonder, you know, you know like uh, the, the explosion of protests and the explosion of emotions that happened after George Floyd's death is something that didn't happen with Ahmaud Arbery. It really didn't happen with Breonna Taylor. And that's the reason why Will and I thought about uh, talking about women, because, you know, women are so underappreciated that, you know, um, Sandra Bland, you know, hardly anyone remembers her anymore. But why do you think that we're having this sort of explosion of emotions and stuff? I mean, I've had just this week, and also a little bit of last week, conversations with white people, you know, trying to explain their emotions or them mm -hmm. trying to say, hey, you know, I'm not that type of an individual. And even they are trying to deal with this new era that we're in right now. But why do you think it's happening now instead of prior to that? Could it be COVID? Could it be the fact that we've been housed up and, you know, just emotionally we're exploding? Or could George Floyd just be the last draw? What do you, what do you think, Jamila? They saw, uh, sorry, they, white people, actually saw the killing. Oh. Video. They, they actually saw him alive and being killed. And right. then they saw his dead body. It was in real time. They act, white people saw it. And I, I want to emphasize that because for years in our little black circles, we've always said, white people have to take the lead in this change. Mm -hmm. We've been marching for centuries. We've been protesting for centuries. We've been boycotting for, for decades, yep. you know? Um, what's it going to take? Nat Turner? Should we just start killing folks? I mean, you, you know, we have been protesting for right. so long. It's white people that have to start speaking up. Yep. And they have to do it in droves. With Ahmad Aubrey, it's like they saw the killing. I mean, I just have to be visceral, you know, with it. That they definitely saw it. I think it was, and with um, uh, I can't breathe. Um, Lucy cigarettes. Yeah, Garner. in New York, Garner. I yes, think it was Garner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Garner. Eric Garner. They also saw that. For some reason because that was gruesome. That was incredibly gruesome. Right. And the chokehold that was illegal then, but, you know, I guess it wasn't. And you know, and the same goes with Breonna this, Taylor. This was, you know, this, this, this whole, the this fact that was up they, close and personal. Right. And, and everybody's locked inside. Right. I think, but, I think the fact that everybody's locked inside was the like linchpin. But the Breonna Taylor thing disturbs me because we know what happened. We, we, we heard the accounts of what happened. We know exactly what the police did. But because we didn't physically see it, people are not taking it. Um, people are taking it for granted. They're not really putting weight on it. And that was, that's what makes me upset is that we've been selling these stories over and over and over. And people are like, well, I got to see what happened. You know? Yeah, and it's also with Breonna Taylor, it's as if, you know, like black, I mean, 
who knows what the value of the black man is in America, right. but the black woman even, I mean, it doesn't matter that there's, you know, Michelle Obama or, you know, Oprah Winfrey, or, you know, um, and I've heard from my black female friends who say, you know, I've got to press my hair, I've got to walk a certain way or act a certain way in order to be even recognized. I mean, Jamila, as a black woman, how do you feel? Do you feel that you are, I don't know, um, validated in, in America? Mm. I know it's a deep question. Jamila, you there? Validated. Yes. Do you see me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm like, did I go anywhere? Okay. So validated. Uh, uh, hmm. That's interesting because I feel like my validation is through a white lens. Right. Um, so it's in the working place, mind you, now that I'm a full-time actor, I'm, I'm just, you know, it's a slightly different environment. So I'll take it to me working in the corporate side. My validation came from what other, from, from what white people thought of me, mm. you know? And if I behaved often different, like outside of that, it was like, oh, uh, you're being fake or uh, I, I just don't, it just does not compute. You're supposed right. to be like, hey girl, you know, like you're supposed wow. to, like that is validated, you know. Wow. Yeah, like being wow. being sort of like a caricature of yourself. Oh no, totally, totally yeah. caricature. I, I worked at this spot. I was the only brown skinned person outside of the security guards. When mm -hmm. I tell you I was treated thusly, oh, oh, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. And I was so weird and different, you know, because, <laughs> because, because you didn't the, act like the typical, whatever the typical black person should act like? Bruh, the Real Housewives of um, Atlanta had like just taken off and NeNe was everything. Wow. And because I wasn't NeNe, I just, I just, they just could not understand. <laughs> well, see, this is, this has been my whole entire life. Like growing up as a black nerd or as a, was an artist, you know, like I, I didn't like, like there was this post that someone put on Instagram saying, I don't wear Jordans and I'd never wore a fancy blah, 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 blah. You know, I was like, yeah, me too. You know, like, I wore bugle boy jeans, <laughs> you know, and I feel like, People don't understand that there's, we're not, we're, we can be an anomaly. We can be spectrums of black, right? Or spectrums of who we, who our culture is. And so that's really hard because when you try to show that, people go, nah, 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 come on, really, you're really. What right, right, no, that's not how you really act, right? right. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy, man. So yeah. now, yeah. So I mean, I'm. I only took it from a work experience. Are you speaking about like a personal between like black men and black women? Well, sure. But I mean, the whole gamut. I mean, what about your childhood? You know, like when you were growing up, did you grow up in I don't know a traditional uh, black neighborhood or whatever? I mean, um... myself, uh, yeah. no. Um, born and raised in San Francisco. The fortunately, the family house is still there, two blocks from the Panhandle. Um, nice. <laughs> not, not a black neighborhood. Definitely a black household. Um, definitely working class, lower working class household. 
But at the same time, um, I'm one of those people who used to walk two worlds. I um, danced professionally with the San Francisco Ballet for seven years. Wow. Um, yeah, but like as like a child. So from like age seven to 14, very, very formidable years. So, you know, I was like, it was like school, regular public school, um, you know, ballet school, which was extremely white, extremely, extremely white. Wow. Often the only brown person in class, you know, um, and then to come home to, you know, lower middle class um so and then what from there went to the school of arts you know got involved in um wajumbe wajumbe um cultural um um, institution in um san francisco they took me to nigeria when i was 18 awesome yeah you know as so i mean i've kind of walked these two worlds that sort of kind of collide you know, but kind of like not. What I will say is being in the Bay and being, even though my household was lower middle class, there was a lot of emphasis on being proud to be a black person. You know, a lot of of, um, emphasis on that. Um, Pictures on the wall. Like I wonder like how many households have pictures on the wall besides you know, the trifecta, you know, Jesus, J.F. Kennedy, and Martin Luther King, you know, yep. um, right? Like, like we had Stagecoach Mary on the wall. We had Buffalo Soap <laughs> on the wall. Right on. I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? But that yeah. was all moms, you know? Yeah. Wow. Like, clearly and still in us, like, even, you know, when we were just like kids, you could still look up and know that you came from greatness now so i thought i thought on the west coast because the east coast i i actually had that because you know we came from a you know everyone went to a church and it was the chocolate city but i always thought the west coast especially in the bay area would have been more malcolm x or more stokely carmichael or angela davis but you you didn't uh, have that yeah i mean not to say that we had those those images on the on the wall but we were taught of them sure and again, the Bay Area is such a different kind of animal than, you know, most of the most of the United States too. I mean, the Black Panthers came out of Oakland, bruh. Yeah, yeah. My name is Jamila. My sister's name is Ashala. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like we. <laughs> I hear you. I totally hear you. I totally hear you. It's funny when you were talking about being in the ballet. I went to Duke Ellington School of the Arts in Washington, D.C., and I remember speaking to the ladies in the dance department and how difficult it was. I mean, you have to keep your body, you have to maintain a, you know, like, a, you know, be small and um, the, the pressure and among, you know, like 15, 14, 15 year old girls was really, really immense. I mean, did you have to go through that as well, Jamila? Um, I know that I stopped going when I was 14, but I will say that seven, eight, nine, ten, they were weighing us. Wow. Wow. They were, they were weighing us and I'm a size zero now. I've always been this small. I, you know, I'm just, I'm just a small person. Um, right. And, you know, when you're a child, you don't know any, you don't know anything, you know? So, you know, it's not like I had, you know, like a chubby baby fat 
thing that I even would know about to even say, yeah, I went through that. But again, as because it was a child and this is what children do, you still intimate, intimate? Yeah, you, you, you can still pick up on, your, on things as, that are happening in your um, environment. So what I'm trying to say is even though, that, even though they, they were weighing us at those very, very young ages, Yes, I did see, and you know, we all saw, you know, some some of the girls go home with notes, you wow. know, and they're like sad little girl faces, you know, and like we were sad for them, like not still, I speak for myself, still like not being able to really understand, but knowing that that was probably a note because she was on the chubby side, hmm. you know, um, yeah. you know, and then, you know, I mean, I, you know, years later you know, when I ended up dancing with, you know, a couple of companies in the uh, Bay, every now and then I would run into my old classmates, you know, cause we're all in San Francisco, you know, right. and they were like full grown, tall women, titties, ass, you know what I mean? And it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So like, yeah. So like in, invariably I would get these looks like, <laughs> and there, who knows there may have been a little bit of jealousy as well because you know sometimes that does happen um, you know i mean i mean but you know i mean i you know bounced from the ballet like i said when i was at 14 now like years later only being able to verbalize hmm. the things that i was going through like feeling like i did not belong feeling like a token you know, yeah. I could never speak the word token because I didn't know what it was, but I knew how it felt. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty deep when you're a little kid and you you already, all, all of a sudden you know something's wrong. And, you know, because I talk about my middle school years right now and I just like, you know, break down because I know something was off yeah. about being the only kid in a school of white kids, you know. But. Yeah, I had to go through a little bit of that. I was in the third grade when and my mom had moved to Maryland. And it was the first time me and being the only black kid among white kids. And of course, I guess, because my grandmother, you know, always had good diction. So I guess code switching was not even a thing because I just naturally spoke the way that I speak. But right. uh, I imagine it has to had to have been um, difficult, you know, being in that environment. But I was also thinking, I mean, girls are usually, I don't want to say sexualized or they, they're judged by their bodies or, you know, they're, you know, I mean, you know, guys look at, you know, girls as, as early as, I don't know, 12, 11 or whatever. I mean, did you have to face any pressure as far as just dealing with guys? I don't know, being whistled at or sexual harassment, anything like that, Jamila? I mean, yeah. Are you talking about in the, in the ballet or just, or? or well, just in general, I'll just say in general. Well, I was always small and the guys generally looked at more fuller bodies, you know, but, you know, because pro probably because a large part of my young childhood was in the ballet, you know, I had a, a early like work minded focus, mm. you know, um, so I think that that would kick in when I would see, you know, an occasional guy in the neighborhood. There was just like one spot in the neighborhood where like the like thugs hung, hung out, you know, right. you know, and you know, like, you know, we all, we, we could all kind of, you know, tell 
even though my mom was like really strict, you know, and we couldn't hang out after after school, you know, but like, you know, we all could tell, like I would have to go to the store or like go to the wash house or something like that. You know, they, they, you know, look and talk, you know, but I wouldn't pay them any mind. And then it got real clear that I definitely need not to pay them any mind because I started hearing about my like junior high classmates getting pregnant. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yeah. At like wow. 14, you know? And so, and I was just like, yeah, no, no, absolutely not. Right. Um, how about I just, how about I get out of high school? How about that? How yeah. about I get out of high school and then figure everything out? But what kept you, what I kept don't you? Get me caught up. <laughs> was, was it, was it ballet or just other activities that kept you focused? Well, I think I'm a bit of a contrarian anyway. So mm. how everyone else was trying to be so attractive to guys, I was just like, yeah, that's, that's, but then you just end up pregnant. Like I, I really couldn't like connect the dots, yeah. you know, yeah. like, you know, but it, so it was, it was a little black and white ish. Right. <laughs> it sounds like you didn't need the self-esteem. You, you, your self-esteem wasn't so low that you needed another person like a guy to say, oh, how right. beautiful you are. You knew that already. Yeah, well, you know, yes, and I'm profoundly awkward. I mean, I'm profoundly awkward. So <laughs> I think that there was a sense of me being comfortable with being comfortable, you know, with, with my awkwardness and, you know, really not needing any, any uh, validation because I was always made fun of. So guys were like, yo, short it. You're like, yeah, that's right, I'm short. I'm really short. <laughs> powerfully short <laughs> you know so yeah yeah I mean I, I, I honestly I think it was less maybe, maybe a mixture a mixture of self-esteem but definitely just me knowing that I've, I've, I've always been awkward and you know they were probably looking for somebody cool and I was not cool and you know what I have to do so why waste my time goodbye <laughs> I hear you. Hey, that's that's awesome. That's fantastic. You know, I've had a couple of uh, friends from my high school and also from college. They've went to L.A. and I think uh, one like Crystal Rivers, she was in Do the Right Thing. And I've had a couple of I've seen a couple of my uh, classmates have little uh, appearances in movies. But they've always told me about the casting couch or how slimy L.A. can be. Um, have you had to go through any of that, like the casting couch or dealing with, you know, I don't know, just unscrupulous directors and, and producers and things like that? I feel like there have been pitfalls that I have avoided that Ooh. I've seen ahead of time and thought, this doesn't seem legit. So no, you know, um, and fortunately I haven't, I haven't, it's like I vaguely remember like a handful of times since I've been down here. It's been 18 years. It's insane. I've been down here for that long. But I feel like I vaguely remember like a handful of times that, you know, I was just like, yeah, no, smarmy. Because the other side of Hollywood's reputation is that it's smarmy, you know? So there, right. there are just things that you kind of like expect, you know? Right, right. Right. This audition is happening at your house. Right. Okay. Nope. <laughs> there you go. There's, yeah, there's the red flag. You know, so, and, and, you know, again, not being desperate, you know, of course, you know, that's just something, you know, I'm not going to, you know, go for. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, has there? No, but 
you know, we get into our, you know, circles here as um, African Americans and, you know, we console each other, you know, on, you know, hey, you know, you had to have that experience. Hey, yeah, you have that experience too. You know, and a lot, of, a lot of it is, you know, shit like, can you do this a little bit more urban? Oh, or, God, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, you know, which I hope that people don't still do that. But, right. you know, I, it's definitely, definitely there. Or a really big one, you know, you're a Black woman with your natural hair. Right. You know, you're sitting down. I have gotten... Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's fine. Wow. You know, they don't know. They don't know. So, you know, no, I haven't been, you know, sexual. Still there? Everybody's still there? Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not stopping right. anybody's traffic. They yeah. are speeding up, if anything. <laughs> you know, so, but, you know, there are, there are other things, um, which, again, just trying to put a positive spin on this. I sincerely hope that there will be more chances for regular black women like, you know, me, I, I can't pass for anything but black, you know, so I'm not racially ambiguous. That's a big thing down here. It's a big thing down here. When they want to cast a black person, they'll get someone who's racially ambiguous. Mm. Um, Will, where'd you go? Yeah, he flashed in and out. But I hear the racially ambiguous as if, you know, let's get a black face in there, but forget about your personality, forget about, you know, any character or, you know, let's say your story. We'll just, you know, um, get a black face in there. I hear you. Well, not just that. Let's just make them not too black, you know? Oh, yeah. Which is, which is I think, better for men, but for black women with 4C hair, mm -hmm. it has been dicey. You know, and I'm so glad that someone like Issa Rae, you know, made a whole webisode, got eyeballs, you know, yeah. and, you know, funding to, to, cause, cause we were thirsty. We were thirsty to see ourselves. Yeah. 4C, regular ass body, you know, awkward yeah. as fuck. We're just normal, normal people, you know, and now I mean she's in her, her fourth season. I mean, to me, I would, one. She's I, would the love, only one. <laughs> I would love to see also a show that just shows people like not being ultra black or ultra whatever, but just being who you are. Like you're a, a teacher, a fourth grade teacher or you're whatever, you know, and I think Hollywood is too afraid to not caricaturize, you know, people of color. Yeah. Because that, I see white people being white people. I think I think it's deeper than that. It's not just that they're afraid, they don't understand. It's like mm. we're aliens. Like yeah. they don't understand outside of the stereotype. Right. Yeah. You know? I mean I, I mean I think about the, the I think it was in the nineties. There was when Stella got a groove back. There was um Alice yeah. Walker, beloved. That was the first time I saw Thandy Newton. And um yeah. and was, that. waiting to exhale. Go yeah. ahead. I, I was I was gonna say, uh, beloved. I believe Oprah produced that. Yeah, yeah. We'd have to do shit ourselves to be seen. Yeah, yeah. The color purple. That's another one. 
I mean, it was it was a wonderful moment where you saw all these black women and stories about black women and not just as, you know, a uh, I mean, you know, when Stella got a groove back, you know, she was seesawing between, you know, a couple of women or, you know, she just need to let her hair down and have a vacation um, waiting to exhale. Um, yeah, you had really some wonderful things. So, I, I, you know, I'm waiting to have that sort of explosion, not just a black artist. You know, I mean, Issa Rae is wonderful. Issa Rae is fantastic. But yeah. there's got to be more. Like, you know, you deserve to have your story there told. There is more, and there has been more. <clears throat> um, you know, and like I said, we will see. You know, we will see. Uh, the hope is, is real. And, you know, we've had these awesome um, examples of, you know, people going it alone, um, putting out webisodes. That is still happening. You know, um, I mean, in bigger picture, we'll see how long everybody has to wear a mask. You know, Ooh. I mean, we know but black, white, purple, nobody knows how the heck we're going to film through our masks. Right. You know? Yeah. So, you know, whether it be big productions or small um, independent ones. Yeah, um, I've actually seen, have you seen those commercials though? I mean, they're, they're not showing them as much, but all those shelter in place commercials were being shot during this time. So I'm wondering, how did they get away with all that production during, during uh, COVID time? Um, I have done at least one audition where I've had to shoot here. You know, I mean, I've had to shoot in a uh, side oh. and, and I've seen a few auditions, po audition postings that have said, you know, if you are selected, you know, um, you know, use your equipment. Oh, wow. You know, you'll be, you'll be guided. So, I mean, people are, people are trying it. Um, yeah. you know, but I mean, I don't know, you know, we, we will, we will see. But the good thing, the good thing is that this time, back to your original question, your first question, this time is promoting, I think, a lot of material across across the board, whether it be sculpt, whether it be fine arts or performing arts, um, you know, people are writing for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and um, just on a personal note, I'm less skeptical about being really, really black in Hollywood. Mm. You know, um, there's always this kind of line I have felt that I've needed to, you know, walk, definitely coming from the Bay. It's funny because when I, whenever I do go back home, which I'm going back home um, next uh, week, Ooh, well, hopefully yeah. I'll only for like four days, but still, when I go back home, people are like, oh my God, you're so LA. And I'm just like, you have no idea how <laughs> much I stick out here. You have no idea. So, you know, freaking going, going to parties, you know, Parties, plural, you know, people, I don't even have to say anything. They're just like, you're not from here. Huh? No, <laughs> not. Yeah. So I'm, I feel really comfortable, you know, in my auditions, in my, you know, self tapes, wearing my natural hair. Cause I feel like, I feel like I am trusting what these platforms are saying. You're oh. saying that the way I look is now acceptable. Right. I just have to see the proof. 
Yeah. Right. But at least I feel more comfortable. Yeah. You know, so that reminds me of a funny story. So I worked in, um, just before I uh, left Washington, D.C., I worked for a place called Corporation for National Service. And it was a federal government agency. And there was a black woman. Her name was um, Jackie, I want to say, um, um, it, it doesn't matter what her name is, but in any case, she um, she looked a lot like Michelle Obama. You know, she had long straight hair and she was uh, hobnobbing with, you know, the corporate executives and, you know, doing all this stuff. So flash forward, I moved here in 1997 and I'm chilling in Oakland. I live on Piedmont Avenue and I stuck into this uh, very. Yeah, that's right. And I took into this black coffee shop. And there's this woman with uh, an afro and, you know, she's got like cut up jeans or whatever. And it was the same woman. And wow. she was like, hey, what's up? And she gave me a hug. And she was like, man, I'm so happy to have my natural hair and not have to put on this mask to deal with these corporate executives. And it told me an interesting story. The things that we do to, you know, to, you know, it's, it's the story of assimilation and, uh, you know, uh, whether we assimilate, how much we assimilate, how much we remain real to ourselves. This is a conversation that's been going on since Booker T. Washington, W.B. Du Bois in 1900, since uh, Richard Wright and James Baldwin argued about it in the 20s and 30s. Mm. Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr., you know, how much do you assimilate? How much do you fight? How much do you not fight? Even Tainahashi Coates and uh, Dr. Uh, Cornell West, they debated about it. So it continues on. Oh, for yeah. sure, for sure. And I mean, bigger, bigger picture. It's about it's about survival. Yeah. You no, know? like you still need to work. You still need to eat. The landlord does not take an IOU. Neither does the bank. Yep. You know? Yep. So, and it's and it's harder for us because we we do walk in in very different spaces than the majority. And <laughs> so, when we're passionate about our art and our craft what else can we do? We can't, you know, unless we make it on our own, we create our own stuff, which is what a lot of these talented um, producers and directors are trying to do. So again, I, I really call out all these guys to start creating some kind of, um, I mean, the Bay Area has so much room for that. We could be creating a music label or film label or film production companies and yeah. You know, one of my dreams is to have a Brill building of the West Coast, you know, just to have a little, you know, production yeah. right here on the West Coast where we just bring in all sorts of artists to, you know, produce music or or even a, a, a Bay Area sort of Hollywood. I mean, it doesn't have to be Hollywood, but, you know, just a a production film production company here in the Bay Area. And I think we'd have some yeah. wonderful things. Speaking of which, Jamila, so tell me about your play. So you um, what's what's what what did you write? Uh, the play is called Therapy, and uh, it is, mm, it's pertains, it pertains to a conversation that is specific to the Black community that I'm just basically putting on display. Wow. Um, it's a, and it's interesting because I, it's kind of in code. And I'm just really curious how it's going to be received because I didn't write it for a white audience um, oh. on, on purpose. So I'm just curious. There's, there's, there's actually, um, actually, hmm, thank you for so much. There's this man who's um, very prominent in the uh, playwriting, in the, not playwright, but in the 
theater field, actually. He and I need to have a, a Zoom meeting because, you know, he read it, he read it. He was just like, there's, there's a lot there. And, you know, let's definitely talk about it. But, you know, COVID, Rona happened. Rona yeah. Marines, as I like to call her. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, that didn't happen. So, but, so it's therapy. Let me try to boil it down. It's. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, I'll try to wrap it up. It's um, about, it's a, it's a conversation. I'm not presenting something and trying to solve it. I'm stirring a conversation. And what mm. you see is a black man in a black family that has chosen to align his personal life with whiteness, basically, Mm. to get ahead mm. period you know he is a successful lawyer and you know he has married a white woman um mm. you know and he has a biracial child and you know his family without giving giving it away his his family has known you know that he's one of those black men that are like whatever we have we have black history month you know, right. But they don't know how deep that psych like his personal psychology actually goes until until they find out. And I don't let it. I don't let everybody find out until the very end. And I don't. Wow. Clean it up. I, I I just leave it. <laughs> wow. No, that is awesome. That is awesome. I I would love to. And you know, I hope if. <laughs> Uh oh, I heard a I heard a break again. Do you see me? Yes, I do see you. I do see you. Um, yeah, I'd love to. I mean, if it were, if it were, if you know, if you do a reading, you know, there've been a bunch of folks doing Zoom readings. I would love to be an audience to that. But um, no, it sounds deep. It would remind me so much of Lanford Wilson's The Gingham Dog. I mean, I know it's your original idea, and The Gingham Dog has nothing to do with therapy. But you have a black, actually a black woman and a white man married in the 60s, and they think, well, we can have a post-racial relationship and everything oh. is fine. But as the play goes on, they start dealing with these racial issues, and they realize oh. they're not on the same page, and they literally get into a fight. And wow. one, of the, one, of, one of the fights is about their child, because the woman's like, no, my child is black. And the man is like, no, 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 no. Wait, you know, it's biracial, and you can't cut out my you know identity right right, right, right. jamila are you there i'm sure she'll yeah she's, oh you are there okay great so yeah i'm excited i mean it's it sounds like it's a can you go ahead and speak again hello hello Hi. there we go we do we do see you we do see okay. you okay. yeah but it's not no your play is something that i would love to because it's it you know and will and i've been talking about therapy and how we need to check in our psychology because you know we can get out of the ghetto but sometimes yeah you know um we can be scarred and yeah. sometimes yeah and over assimilation is well, a real thing well it's funny because this is sort of my life right now i'm married to a french woman and we have multiracial babies and and when all this stuff started happening i mean i was i mean when trayvon martin happened i was in france i was in Brittany. And so I came downstairs like, I can't believe they killed this. You know, I'm like, and they're looking at me like, oh, uh, we're about to sit down for crepes and brie and, and baguettes. And I'm like, what? And, yeah. and I was like. You didn't hit I them felt, deep. 
I felt alone. I felt no one understood what was happening. And I had to tell my wife straight up, like, you don't understand. I have a lot of, like, PTSD. I have a lot of stuff going on right now with all this crazy stuff happening. And we had to come to Jesus moment of, like, how do we relate as different people, you know? And so, but, yeah. But how many black people are going through the same damn thing in France? Oh, yeah, big time. Big and time. is it being acknowledged? Yeah. Is it being felt? Oh, yeah. Not like this shit is all just over here. Yeah. Oh, big time. They're, they're oh. killing us everywhere. Yeah. You know, the cool thing, uh oh, there's another explosion. Um, but the cool thing about the United States, I mean, there are a lot of wrong things about the United States, but if a black person, if anything happens in the United States with a black person, there's the NAACP, there's the SCLC, there are all sorts of avenues that we can go and we allow ourselves to be heard. You're absolutely right, uh, Jamila, if a black person dies in France, you know, where's the protest? You know, where's yeah. the outrage? If it happened in England, where's the outrage? I don't and think there would be any, yeah. And I guess, you know, the um, thing with if uh, the U.S. catches a cold, everybody else, everybody else, you know, catch the flu or the other way around, what yeah. have you. Now we see protests in France, yeah. you know, bringing up another, another, another black man, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, but I guess, you know, it was like swept under the rug and it took George Floyd. Maybe yeah. it took George Floyd. It took the U.S. protesting. You know, I mean, I would, I, I would question why weren't they concerned about Trayvon Martin? Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's not like the same damn thing isn't happening over there. Oh, you know, um, but I think you had it right. The video. There was the video where we actually saw it, and we actually heard George Floyd scream for his mother while he was dying. Mercy. And it's just, you know, it's amazing. And I just think back then we were, que we, we questioned how could a, a person kill a 14-year-old kid without that 14-year-old kid being a monster? Yeah. And we, co we connected black boys and black people to being monsters or animals. And I think that's the most dangerous piece of this is we weren't, we weren't given a human shape until we saw, you know, all this other, you know, snuff films on, on video. Yeah. Uh, another question, Jamila, do you feel it's unfair or do you even care that Brianna Taylor and Sandra, and this is sort of the, the topic that I tried to get to earlier. Do you feel it's unfair that the black women who have been killed are not getting the sort of attention that the black men are? Yes. And I do remember protests over Sandra Bland. Um, I also remember, you know, videos of, you know, other, you know, brutal. I also remember other videos that were brutal, not resulting in murder, but of other black women and definitely no protest or, you know, vitriol. Yet, you know, we, we all have vitriol, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, we, we all, you know, shared them on Facebook and, you know, we're like aware. But bigger picture, yes, I do think that the murdering and the brutalization of Black women are being in some ways looked over. 
Um, and even and even trans women or trans uh, people as well. Yeah, that's right. So. Yes, yes, big time, big time. Um, you know, um, and it's interesting because in my in my play, I mean, I kind of I kind of touch on just how. I mean, really, I single out black men who, I mean, and not overtly, but in this one particular character, you know, this, you know, particular care, I'm sorry, I have gnats. Um, but this, you know, one black character is just like, what's the big deal? You know, y'all act like y'all, y'all, the whole, y'all the most people suffering, you know? Mm. Um, so, I mean, if, like, I wonder how important, like, in general, are we as visibly Black women, how important are we to Black men? Mm. You know, I mean, I'd still, I still just wonder, you know, um, you know, if there was like a million man march, you know, and, you know, everybody had a placard representing black women you know or or, or or something you know i think that would be huge um yeah. be so different um not to say that there aren't plenty of you know black men out there you know who you know stand up for black women um but there's a huge faction in the black community where black women are i feel like purposely purposefully over overlooked um yeah yeah mm -hmm. i i yeah there's there's a um i, I, I sorry, this is one thing because it was like recent there's a um something and i posted it on uh, facebook there's a i think a ball player i guess he um chimed in on this discussion of uh, of uh, um lupita nyong'o and um you know yeah the actress somebody fantastic was, actress yeah yeah and um some somebody was like oh you know you know she's you know beautiful and you know what do you think of black women some i'm par paraphrasing you know like how this actually came up and he was like yeah she's she's all right with the lights off <laughs> Ooh. Oh, <laughs> you no. know um yeah wow. and not only did he go there he was like you know so like black like you know what what are we talking about i think he said i think he said gabrielle union or like tyrese black you know, and this brother is brown skin, because you know we talk about colorism. This brother was brown skin like me. Wow. He has mm. so, and then he doubled down like that. Like that was like the beginning, and then he doubled down. Yes, he got backlash, and then he apologized. You know, but mm. it's like I've also seen other posts. Um, you know of very brown skin black men really going in on black women like we are trash you know yeah i don't understand that at all that's really really interesting i wanted to share a quick story um so my mom passed away in 2006 this is my biological mom i have a second mom uh and she's very close to me in any case um my biological mom she so in Washington, D.C., you know, after Marion Barry became uh, mayor, uh, there was sort of a renaissance in D.C. where black folks can actually get a job in the federal government and D.C. government, and we feel really, really, really strong. And my, my mom, 
she was very much into computers at a very early age. And so she learned how to use the Wang computer and the IBM in the 80s. And she was working for um, Henry Kissinger. And, um, but I knew that she had to travel in the white world going to the job. And Ooh. then she had to come back home and sort of be the sexy woman for my dad and also be the mom for me. And she was having trouble. And also she had to deal with sexual assault when she was a child and she didn't have any closure over that. So she was going through a lot of psychological stuff. Plus almost, um, what do you, with computers, you partition a computer if you try to run two um, operating systems at the same time. And she was having a lot of issues. She eventually, to make a long story short, she she basically died uh, in 2006. Uh, she had drug and alcohol uh, addiction. And, but I knew just dealing with her, and I was her only child, she had, to trans, she had to transverse herself through so many different universes and never really, I don't know if she knew who she was, but it's like, okay, am I sexy enough for my man? Am I being a good mother for my child? Is someone gonna criticize me for this and that? Am I being a good worker? And, you know, and it's, it's really, really tough. And I think white women don't have a problem with that as much. Uh, black men, you know, we do it as best as we possibly can. But I really think it's an underground, it's something that isn't talked about, what black women have to go through, especially in the corporate world. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I, th- yeah. I think black women have a better, better job of maneuvering through those systems, but... It's a lot of work. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, I think, I think, like you said, we do the best we can. You do the best you can. We do the best we can. You know, yeah. I can say, and I'm totally talking out of the side of my neck right now, but in Hollywood, I think you have a better chance as a black man. Really? Yeah. And, you know- and, and, and I mean, I, I, I sincerely hope that that, you know, totally changes, but, you know, a dark skin, 4C hair, black man, because you have the Mandingo factor. Remember, wow. you're seeing, you're seeing yeah. through a white gaze. Yeah. So, Think of Sam, Samuel L. Jackson. He was at one point the highest paid man, any man, uh, mm-hmm. in Hollywood at one point. Wow. Of course, they wanted him to be, you know, black. You know, they wanted him to be, you know, want to hear you say the F word and MF and all that sort of stuff. But also think about Hollywood. I mean, think about when is the last time you've seen a positive or, you know, a black woman considered, you know, the love interest or, you know, someone, I remember when I was growing up, Farrah Fawcett was everywhere. And I remember there were even uh, baseball cards of Charlie's Angels. And my mom had the saddest look on her face. It's like, oh, okay, so that's who you're idolizing. But that's what we see on TV. Right. That's all, if that's all that's getting funding, because you can say, well, you know, that's, that, that's all we see, but there are all these other movies and all these other projects that POCs, not just black people, but POCs in general are writing and are producing, but what's getting funded? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's easier now because we have the internet. We have people have more eyeballs on YouTube and Instagram and all these other places. So if Pam Greer was happening right now, I think we would be a Pam Greer fan, you know? Yeah. But, but I think because you had the white, you know, white people had so much control over Hollywood back then, there was this much room 
for Pam Greer or for like whoever, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think about Nia Long. I mean, Nia Long had a very good run and I'm like, well, why isn't, where is she now? I mean, she's, you know, she's just as talented as an, as an actress, you know, is it, does it just have to be Halle Berry? I mean, you know, there, there are plenty of uh, really, really talented black actresses out there that can be just as big as, um, you know, as uh, I'm trying to think of a uh, white actress, but they should be just as big. And I want to I want to draw your attention to something very elusive. We have amazing black actors, black actors, black actresses. We have amazing black actresses and actors, pardon me, in general, you know, that have been doing what they've been doing for a long time. You're really hard pressed to see somebody like Viola Davis. There you go. Mm. African features, very dark skin. Mm. You're hard pressed. You're hard pressed to see somebody like Kerry Washington. You know, there was a talk I was listening to where, and I, I will paraphrase it, you know, even, even if you see, you know, black male writers and producers as their love interest, she'll still be fair skin. Wow. She'll be black. She'll be black. And that's awesome. And that is amazing. Right. Not too black. No. And I mean, you know, I mean, and that, that's, that's like controversial. But right. you'll still be hard pressed to see somebody like who looks like Viola Davis. Like Viola Davis. Mind you, Viola Davis is a master. Period. Hands down. Done. Mm -hmm. You'll be hard pressed. So it's... People don't understand the influence that someone like Lupita Nyong'o has, right. you know? Like people don't, under, just seeing her, just seeing her. And that's something that is not spoken. There's um, uh, the um, other actress, she was in um, Fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, oh, she yeah. was also in Black Panther. Oh, um, um, science fiction movie too. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, Day. yes. People don't understand the unspoken of yeah. what these people feel like yeah. just also, seeing them. Also, Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson's killing it, too. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Sorry, I have to look up that. Uh, she, uh, she's been, she was in Sorry to Bother You. She was also in um, Thor. Uh, she was um, the... Um, she's an English actress, but uh, she... Oh, and she's also in uh, Westworld. Yes. Right along with Andy Dynamite actress. Dynamite yes. actress. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. yeah. She's and, yeah. You know, one, one person I know that I'm just like a follower to the end of is Michaela Cole. Again, oh, visually, yeah. you know, without, without words, that, that it makes a difference. It doesn't just, just being black Bruh, I mean, it's so complex. Like, we're so happy that we're in the room. Yep. And it's, it's multifaceted, you know? Can we see ourselves as we really are? 
not just but, in this one little thing. Can we see each? Can we see ourselves as we are? Right. In but, all of our shades. Yeah. <laughs> getting, getting back to Viola Davis, I mean, when she did Fences, which was produced by Denzel Washington, it's an August Wilson play. She won that Academy Award. I think, believe she won Academy Award for Best Actress. There's this one scene where she is acting without saying any words. It's basically the scene where uh, Denzel's character walks in the kitchen and says, hey, listen, I banged another woman. She's pregnant and we got to take care of the child. And she has to go through all of these emotions without just absorbing everything. And it's so hard as an actor to just absorb and to act without speaking. And she yeah. did it. And I'm convinced that was that one scene that made her, that won her the Academy Award. You're absolutely right. You know, seeing that, I mean, a producer had to say, hey, listen, we're going to take a chance on you. We're going to take a chance on Tessa Thompson and um, Octavia Spencer. That's another one. Yes, 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 for sure. To Viola Davis, she's a master, period. You know, she's a master, period. And Denzel, she and Denzel did Fences years ago on Broadway. You know, like everybody, everybody knew that she's a master, you know, and, you know, definitely when it came to Fences, of course she was gonna, you know, deliver. It's Viola Davis. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, um, I don't think that there was any chance taken. And there was definitely a lot of talk here um, in the Black community, you know, about um, her category, you know, um, for that um, award. And, you know, just kind of, you know, guessing on how that, I, I, I forget the specifics, you know, but, you know, she definitely deserved you know, the um, Oscar, for sure, for sure. If I, hmm, I don't want to misspeak, but I feel like it wasn't for, you know what, never mind, because I feel like me even guessing is going to like misspeak. Um, but of course she deserved Oscar, you know. Yeah, no, well, she, she was awesome. Yeah, go, go ahead, Will. Who do you see right now as far as Black women um, coming up? Like who, who's going to be the next big thing, do you think? Aside from you. Besides, yeah, besides you. <laughs> <laughs> That's challenging for me to say right now because I am one of those actors who I watch TV. Well, actually, no, I don't even have TV. I don't have TV. Yeah. Um, I do have Netflix and um, Hulu. Um, I still don't watch a lot of them. Yeah. Um, just because I'm, because I'm writing and I'm like full-time learning a, another language so I can start writing in that language. So like, that's Ooh. just, I, 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 I don't have so much screen time. Um, yeah. and I have to say that I'm one, one of those actors because for years I was like, what the hell? Why I should just carve out time. But there's actually a lot of us out there. A lot of us out there. So I unfortunately don't, I can't have a, like a, I, there's not a file that I can just be like, and then that actor, and then they did that movie. I don't have that. Oh, um, right, right, right. So, you know, the next big thing, there's so many people that Hollywood recognizes right now, because that's how they, that's how they operate. Who can right. I make money off of? Who is recognizable enough? that that's a guaranteed drawing, drawing crowds because it's about the money, you know? Right. 
right. Youngo, Carrie Washington. I did actually um, binge uh, Little Little Fires. I think that that's what it was. Yes, I love um, that. That was great. Yeah. Um, you know that, that actress, that young actress, the, the played Carrie Washington's daughter was really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, you know, definitely. Uh, I'm spacing on her name, but the woman that we were just talking about. Um, uh, oh, uh, Michaela Cole. Mika- yeah, she's she a- has a she has an HBO series coming out. Oh, I nice. may destroy you. I am watching it right now. I'm, I'm <laughs> I just finished the third episode. She is raw. She oh, is you, oh, it's on already. Raw. I don't think wow. the US is ready for Michaela Cole. Wow. She's raw. Well, I, I watched I watched Chewing Gum on uh, Netflix, you know, which is a British show. Yeah. Now they brought her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I think it's amazing now i'm seeing a lot of uh things opening up like other avenues for black actors like quibi people who come on quibi that yeah. network i don't even know what that is but really interesting oh you know um there's this one show you were you were talking about you know who i think is coming up oh my god um there's like so many so many actors i mean i'm not completely under a rock um the actors on queen sugar you know, yep. Um, yep. there's, you know, they're recognizable, you know, and can easily, you know, get more parts, you know, and open, you know, more uh, doors. Um, the shy is something that's on my roster, on my schedule to yeah. sit down and like, I have to make myself sit down and watch a monitor. Um, right. that's, that's, that's definitely on my um, radar. Um, The woman, what is her name? She uh, won an award for best writing. <sighs> Leah. Oh, I bet I, I think I know who I can't think of the name. Leah, she used to have locks, but she cut her hair. <sighs> yes. Yeah, oh. I can't, can't think of the name. What did she write? No, it was for a, uh, 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 Come on, come on, it's coming. While you're looking, uh, there's also, there's a young actress, I don't know if you guys saw Dr. Sleep, that's the, uh, the Stephen King um, sequel to The Shining, but there was a black actress, she was a black girl, and boy, did she do an excellent job. I mean, she was almost, you know, she carried the entire uh, movie, so I don't know her name, but she was, she was just awesome. Wow. Lena Waithe. Oh Lena. yeah, of course, of course. You know, she's blowing, blowing up everywhere. <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, uh, I don't know if I answered your question on who I think is like the next big thing. And see, that's just it. I really, really hope that we get out of, you know, singling out specific yeah. people, because I mean, that's that's part of the that's part of the oppression. You know, yeah. I, it's, yeah. it's only one can slip through. Right, you know, right, 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 exactly. That? Aren't, we, aren't we done with that? Yeah. Um, and sometimes I, I question, is it, is, it, is it the culture or is it, is it just that we do that with everybody? I mean, even with white actresses or white actors, I feel like we only pick like 
two or three can come through, you know. It's only Brad Pitt and so-and-so. I don't see that with um, white actors. I don't, I don't see that, you know, I, I, because, you know, there's so many movies, you know, right. made about their um, experience. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel that we're just saturated with uh, white or, you know, the white experience. Um, and we're also, we're, all, we're also used to it. You know, so we're used to, it's like, you know, if you're used to McDonald's, you don't know what a portobello mushroom is, you know? So we're, 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 you know, used to being like, well, who do you think is that one next thing? Because we're programmed to thinking there's only one door, you know? And hopefully now, like you were saying with this, you know, hopefully, hopeful rise of this, you know, black Renaissance, it's a, it's a, it's a different story, you know, it's, it's a completely different book. You know, we just don't talk that way anymore. We just don't speak that way. Hopefully, we don't speak that way anymore. Yeah. I want, I want to ask you, Jamila, and we're hitting the one-hour mark, so, you know, if we, we can wrap it up. Hard. I'm like, didn't I just say 7 to 7.30? Wow. <laughs> I know. Hey, we're just having too much fun. I was going to ask you, do you have hope for 2020? I, I, you know, I know we, we weren't going to talk politics, but I just wanted to get your, your feel on, you know, what do you think will happen at the end of the year? Thinking politics or with well, like uh, you know, will there will there be you know, will Trump will he be a one-term president? Who will be the vice president for Biden? Um, I think he is a one-term president, and I think that is, and this sounds so cynical, but it's completely true. I think because white people will vote him out. Oh, I, I think that the the attraction in politics you know has you know it's twofer you got to get the black vote which means black women right yep and you got to get the progressives you know so if you can swing the progressives you're pretty good yeah there's a freak load of white folks out here in these protests all around the nation you know all i was in one not too long ago you know and you know we all and it, like i was surrounded in this like multicultural thing you know we like blocked off a um really prominent um um intersection and you know that was cool you know then we got up and then started moving and at a certain point i looked around and I was, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed, but I have to just say it. My thought was, wait, where are the bl- black people? <laughs> wait, like black lives matter. And that was, it was just deep with all these, wow. like, you know, 20, 30 something, you know, white, white folks, which was, wow. which was wonderful. But I was like, where is my pod oh i see one way over there oh, wow wow you know? that's really interesting it's both it's so, both happy. But, yeah. but i still wonder are all these people registered to vote now right. in 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 my heart i want to say yes and that they would be part of that progressive faction that's going to turn it so yes because i believe i believe a lot of those people didn't vote for hillary and that's why we have trump yep yep 
Yeah, I think so. And I think that maybe the positive, I mean, if there's anything that positive that could come out of George Floyd's death is that it's bringing out so many people. I'm, I'm really, you know, when we talk about white folks who are marching for George Floyd, we have to understand there's a newer generation. You know, this is not the older generation mm. of white folks who have been so used to the establishment. Now there's a younger generation who are like, hey, we're the generation that grew up on the internet. We grew up, you know, with Trayvon Martin, or we grew up with Barack Obama as a president. And when we see the death of George Floyd, oh. it's not just a, oh, well, we're going to go out there and march. And that's a wonderful thing. I mean, as a black man, it's wonderful to know that someone cares about me. Someone cares about, it could have been me on the street or something like that. I have a feeling that if something were to happen to me, a bunch of people go to march for me. And yeah. the same thing for you, Will. Yeah, and I feel like the the momentum has to keep going until November, because if we don't, there's going to be a lot of underhanded BS that's going to happen before well, Trump, now. And, and Trump, Trump is going to try. Trump is going to. I mean, there's always mail-in votes. I mean, there's going there's going to be a second wave of COVID nineteen deaths, and uh, there's going to be. You know, yeah. yeah. I really believe so. And Trump is going to try. Oh, they're mail-in votes. Well, I'm not going to concede as of yet. I'm going to wait until all the votes come in. And states are going to try to, you know, it's going to be, it, I, I hope it doesn't wind up like 2000, where they took the, the election away from Al Gore and gave it to, uh, to George W. Bush. I just hope that wow. there'll be enough of a landslide for Biden that, you know, it'll be out of the question that Trump has lost. But, um, you know, he's going to try. I've had some progressive friends. They were upset with Biden winning. They, they wanted uh, Bernie to win. And I had right. one friend of mine who's, I don't know, she's becoming not so much of a friend. She's like, well, I still believe in Tara Reid. I believe Tara Reid was, you know, assaulted by Joe Biden. And, you know, I don't know. There's, there's not a lot of evidence uh, towards that. But in any case, I hope the progressives will turn the corner and vote for Biden and maybe George Floyd's death and, you know, the protests surrounding that will point people towards Biden. Right. Progressives are the reason why Biden won. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Progressives were not into Bernie and how radical he was. You know. So so who do you think will be vice president? That's a good question. Um... I don't know who's going to be vice president. I, and this is just me being skeptical, real skeptical. I think that Biden and Biden's camp, I think that their hands are being twisted because they really wanted Amy Klobuchar. Oh, wow. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like that, that, that thing that black people have with liberals and progressives. You're not right. really down for us. You know, you're not really down for us, but you want our vote. Right. You know, Hillary will put hot sauce in her bag. Bullshit like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so. What? So she didn't, she didn't mean to say that? Right. But, you know, so one, once it started getting more publicized, you know, about like Amy Klobuchar's, you know, track record when it came to race relations, they had to have pressure. They had right. to have pressure in order to move. And then, you know, I'm listening to um, NPR and, you know, there's some, you know, skepticism on, well, maybe Amy, Amy Klobuchar said that she would drop out to make Elizabeth Warren look, look bad. Oh. You know, because Amy Klobuchar was like, yeah, I really think that she should have a woman of color, you know? So it's like, are you for us or are you for you? You right, know, right, um, right. 
you just never really know. Um, and so I think whatever is going to be, whomever is going to be more pleasing to the progressive camp. Um, right. And that is a toss up. You know, I feel like as black people in America, you know, we're still, when it comes to that, you know, higher echelon of government, we're still at, at their mercy, you know, to a certain degree. Now the pendulum is nudging. Ain't no swinging happening. It's right. nudging. There's a um, black formal, uh, sorry, former principal that just won. Um, oh, Booker. No. Me court. Um, no. He just, he just, he just won. I just, I just had it, but, um, and I. Oh, you got your hand up, you um, might... over the microphone. Oh, there Hello? you go. We hear um, you now. We hear you now. He just, he just won a, a representative seat in um, New York. Um, a um, democratic seat nice. over, over a, you know, long time established you know, older Caucasian man. That's the same thing you know? that um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez did. So Thank there's, you. yeah, there's Thank definitely something going on in New York. Go ahead. Nudging ain't no swinging. Yeah, you know? right, so like, right. We, like we're, we're, so when it comes to the upper echelons of government, like the, specifically, you know, the president and the vice president, you know, it, I think a large part of the reason why Obama won was because of the progressives, you know, yep. and that and a good chunk of a good dose of white guilt, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I think so. And then after that, the progressives jumped, you know, they were like, okay, well, we had your chance. That was a little scary. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> I think the cool thing about Obama, Obama really was the first 21st century president. He used apps at a time where apps were new. I mean, 2008, he was elected. 2007 was when the iPhone first came out. And, you know, he, he used apps. And um, David Ploop and David Axelrod really used the internet to promote and to recruit and to get young people to recognize Obama. And so that helped. And it also helped that he was a safe black. He wasn't a scary black person. Um, right. Visually. Yeah. Visually appealing. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. Squeaky clean. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and look how Michelle Obama was treated. Wow. You know? Yeah. Look how yeah. she was treated. Um, brown skin, you know, constantly criticized on her hair, what she was wearing. Yeah. Her, her arms. There. Yeah. Yeah. Her shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw a video of Trump coming back from Tulsa. He was coming off the, the helicopter, shirt unbuttoned, no tie, raggedy suit. He's hunched over like this, walking around. I'm like, makeup on the collar. Are you talking about? The Eight fact Obama wore dangling. a shoot suit. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and and no one mentions that Michelle Obama is the most educated first lady the country yeah. Yeah. since yeah. invasion has ever had. Both of those guys, Harvard Law professor, Ivy League schools. <laughs> exactly. 
you know, Harvard and Princeton. Nobody wants to talk about that, but I have seen those pictures of people photoshopping a little bulge to say that she's a man. You know, I mean, yeah. the, the things yeah, it's, yeah. he has gotten, the things from other black people too. I remember yeah. having yeah. this old hairdresser. He was like, I don't like her eyebrows. I don't like her hair. I don't, you know, just like, wow. It's just ridiculous. And remember, she taught Obama. You know, she was a, I think when Obama, yeah, when he joined a law firm, she was, I think she was his boss. Right. So, so the, fact, the fact that he, the fact that they, that they found each other, I, I, I'm so grateful for. And the fact that he rose to the, you know, status that he has. I just feel like it was like divine intervention. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. To answer your question, uh, Will, I think, so there's a woman named Val Demings, who is a member of the House of Representatives, and she's a former police chief at Orlando. And I get the vibe that, I get the vibe that, I think that uh, Biden wants a vice president that he can sort of manipulate or he doesn't have a problem controlling. And I think that will be a problem with Kamala. And also, a lot of progressives don't like Kamala at all, for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, also, Val Demings, she sounds like a preacher. I mean, I've heard her speak, especially during the, uh, the Kavanaugh hearings and during the impeachment. As a matter of fact, she, she was very visible during the impeachment oh, hearings. Okay. And she sounds like a preacher. And that's, that's a plus on her part. And she's, you know, I think she's right in that, that um, what do you call it, the comfort zone? Like, Earth is within that you know, it's not too hot, not too, it's not so close to the sun, not too far away. I think Demings right. is right there in the middle. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if uh, Biden chose her. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, what I've been, the discussions I've been hearing, um, you know, we, we can't go out. So it's not like I'm talking to hordes of people at, you know, parties. So, you know, I'm talking to lippets of people, but you know, mostly I'm listening to um, NPR and the, the heated discussions that I'm hearing is that, you know, there's a lot of skepticism around Val Demings because she worked for the police department, you know? Mm. And, you know, she upheld their, their values. Same thing with Kamala Harris, you know, she was with the, you know, she was the part of the justice department here in California. Um, yeah, she was the attorney general, and prior to that, she was uh, the uh, DA. She was my former boss. boss. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you know, uh, you know that, you know, it's so. I mean, I have, I just want everything to work out. I'm just like, uh, I mean, I, I, I am hoping. I feel that the Democratic Party right now is having their hands twisted because they really didn't want a black woman. You know, mm -hmm. um, but I feel like they're being sort of forced. And should there be someone, I'm hoping that it's not someone who's a figurehead, you know, and, you know, easily manipulated, you know, as you, right. um, as you um, suggest. But if that does happen, can't say that I'd be surprised. Um, right. Because I don't think that they want a black woman you know, anyway, it's just the sign of the times and they're being, I think, so sort of socially pressured. Um, 
you know, is this black woman going to stop him from saying stupid ass shit? Like, if you don't blow for me, you ain't black. Yeah, uh, yeah. I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. I think he will continue to say stupid ass shit, and she'll be the person to clean it up. Well, it sounds trivial to me, but one of the things they've been saying is that Biden is going to be one of the oldest presidents to ever be inaugurated if if yeah. he if, if he gets you know voted in yeah and and, and so, to work and people are worried that he may die if he dies then right. the vice president will be very very important so who knows there you we go. may get a black you know, what, person what, yeah. what what he was saying okay and then i have to go but um okay. what what he was saying was that you know he wants someone qualified and he wants someone young enough you know because mm. you know should you know something actually happen you know right blah 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 you know but i'm i'm who is the black woman she's on top i'm just all these names are just leaving me and you know yeah it's, it's stacy and um i want to say Sandra. stacy abrams stacy abrams, stacy abrams. Yeah. I, I, I almost said abrams. i almost said stacy dash i was like whoops that ain't the wrong stacy stacy wrong stacy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway go ahead stacy abrams yeah. You know, grounded in her culture, grounded in herself, grounded in her identity. You know, she is extremely bright. You know, my thing is, will they think she has enough experience? Right, right, right. But I think they, they feel Kamala Harris and Val Demings has. But as far as like competence, you know, and someone who I would actually viscerally trust, Stacey Abrams. Oh, of course. I, again, but I don't, I don't think the progressives. Her? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Because she's on the list. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Know, I don't know the short list or the long list, but she's on, you know, a list. Yeah, yeah I hear you. And with that, <clears throat> let's wrap it up. Thank you so much, Jamila. Did you have a good time? I did. Thank you so much for Thank uh, you. I don't yeah. know if I was ask questions i don't because i didn't ask any questions well you know we you you know we were we want to talk about women and so i guess i I, you know i hope that we didn't bombard you with questions and all that stuff but you know we wanted to get your perspective on what's going on or mansplain correct in uh, a lot of those uh things but you know yeah we didn't want to i hope i didn't hope i didn't mansplain too many things me either (laughs) me either i if 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 so it totally missed me cool (laughs) Also, um, people should know. I mean, uh, how can we people get to learn yeah. about? Are you on the internet music um, IMDb? I am on IMDb. Not a whole lot of credits, you know. Um, I think my last credit was in was like last year, you know. But then like Rona happened in twenty twenty, so that's my excuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how could people how could people find you on Twitter, Facebook, that sort of stuff? Um, Instagram is what I would, what I would like to direct people to. It's Jamila, J-A-M-E-L-A underscore Asha, A-S-H-A. Right on. That's that's Yeah. So if folks want to, um, learn more about this fantastic actress and, uh, playwright or, you know, screenwriter, uh, check out Asha. And, uh, Will, you know, we wrapped up another one. We never know how these things go, but, you know, we always have a great... We always have great discussions. Yeah, we had 12, 20 people last or two weeks ago. Now we got one. It was still as, as amazing. <laughs> right on. 
Well, folks, uh, you're watching this via YouTube or, or via Facebook. So, uh, but for those who want to listen to the audio version, we'll have this on uh, pretty much any podcast that you listen to your podcasts on. We're on Spotify, the Apple Podcast app. If you're an Android user, you can look at SoundCloud.com and you'll find us. Uh, that's it, Will. I'll see you hopefully next week, and um, hopefully your family take care of your family and all that sort of stuff. And Jamil, it's wonderful meeting you. Stay black, everybody. Stay black. Stay black. Stay healthy and stay safe. Take care. Good job. Good job, Will. Right on.